hosting for Two Blokes Talking Tech. Proudly provided by Web Central. Now, it's time for Two Blokes Talking Tech. There is a lot going on in technology, as always. About technology. Fantastic to get these speeds on a mobile phone, isn't it? The speeds on this thing are amazing. Two blokes talking tech. Very nice, snappy performance. It's a good phone. Yeah, there's a few pros and cons with this. With Trevor Long from yourtechlife.com. Now, my advice to people who like this kind of service is... And Stephen Fennick from techguide.com.au. I really like this new service. Gives you that flexibility to hear your music anywhere. Two blokes talking tech. Stephen and Trevor always providing the best advice. Lots to talk about on Two Blokes Talking Tech. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech. And thank you for listening. Thanks to the good people at netgear.com.au. Netgear, connecting with innovation, routers, modems, all that kind of stuff. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech. My name, Trevor Long, and with me each and every week, Stephen Fennick from techguide.com.au. G'day, mate. G'day, Trevor. How are you? Very well. There's rumours circulating the internet that this is episode 86, and we can confirm today that this is episode 86 of Two Blokes Talking Tech. But there's a lot of other rumours circulating the internet, and we'll get cracking with those straight away. I think even I got sick of talking about possible <laughs> events and possible Apple devices and those kind of things. So finally this morning, uh, invitations were sent out across the world um, for an event next week in San Jose, California uh, from Apple. And it was a cunning little invite. It mentioned the word little. Uh, and that's an indication to everyone that there's an iPad mini coming. So, I like how everyone turns into Sherlock Holmes whenever the yeah. Apple send out an invitation. Don't you find that funny? Mate, I just think, It doesn't matter what anyone else does. No no one else is able to pull the whole gamut off, do you know what I mean? Pull off the whole experience of of the Apple announcement. And, you know, right from the rumors right up to the the actual invitation, which is, you know, just a half an Apple logo and and it mentions the word little, we're all drawing into that. Do you remember the iPad, the new iPad um, invite early this year? It had people were analyzing whether or not it was different size and shape just because of the angle of the bloody photo. And the pixel count, because Uh, the red hot rumor was the the retina display and everyone was looking at the resolution but yeah so this is an interesting one because it's a it's being held at a different venue they haven't held an event here for for many years it's not being held at the the auditorium at cupertino where they had the the iphone 4s it's not being held at uh in, in san fran where they hold a lot of their other uh, events this is a different venue you know for any reason other than they don't want to do it in the same place as they had one a month ago i'd suggest yeah no, I think, um, yeah, you're right. This is going to be held in San Jose at the California Theatre, which, uh, yeah, as you said, yeah, the Yerba Buena, Buena Centre where they do all the iPads. I wasn't lunches. going to try and pronounce That's it. That's kind of a smaller venue. Now, the yeah. Moscone Centre down the street from San Francisco is their massive worldwide developers conference, Macworld-type massive uh, keynote era venue. This could be something in between. I think the iPhone 4 was launched at the, the at Apple's headquarters, their town hall, yeah. which is, I think, slightly bigger than Yerba Bueno or maybe the same size. Mm-hmm. This is what I'm, uh, I understand is about an in-between size venue. Uh, the, uh, the, the size of the venue means so much. It's actually not far from um, One Infinite Loop, Cupertino, the, the Apple headquarters uh, down in San Jose. Uh, it's Look, the bottom line here is there's an event. like So we know that. Great. Yep. There's going to be... Hundreds of media there. Great. What are they going to announce? An iPad Mini, almost guaranteed. I yeah. actually think the biggest. I'd say what will you say? Percentage. That's ninety percent certain. Would you say ninety five percent certain? Geez, I'd put it now that we have an event and we have the word little. It's ninety five percent. Ninety, yeah. possibly more. But I actually but think what. Just to clarify, though, the invitation says we've got a little more to show you, mm, and that's mm. in reference to the fact that hang on a minute, we've just had a launch not a month ago. Yeah. And we're going again. It was a month ago, I think, the iPhone four announcement. 
So that's in reference to that. And yeah, you're right. Little could refer to the iPad Mini, but it could refer to other things. They could be completely screwing with us because you're right. It might it might be a just simply to say we've got a little bit more than what we told you last month. And it could be what what I suspect is the is the other thing that will be announced, if not an iPad Mini, which is essentially a whole range of updates, including the iMac, which desperately needs an update just in hardware. It needs uh, needs the Ivy Bridge processor. It needs USB three. It needs a lot of things that they've put into the MacBooks. Yeah. But it, I think it also needs a design design upgrade it's been old i mean it's still a beautiful device but it 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 has looked the same for many years so it would be a good time to update the design uh, there's been like and just just to clarify we've and we've done we've talked about this for such a long time this rumor just hasn't gone away last week when you know the places like the wall street journal start talking about this these kinds of events and virtually saying, yes, it's going to be an iPad mini, you know that it's sort of been elevated from the rumor level to expectation level now. But I think maybe uh, they may, and I'm pretty sure they will use this opportunity to uh, put out some other products That's that right. aren't new but updated. Like Apple never like – with the iPhone, we saw that they went bang, iPhone only, go mm-hmm. for your life. With this one, if it is an iPad mini, it's an update of an existing product, and they're probably going to do some updates of other existing products, uh, namely a possible 13-inch MacBook Pro with Retina display. Now, earlier yeah. this year at the Worldwide Developer Conference, they unveiled the 15-inch Retina display, which is – oh, that is my computer now that I use. That is my laptop that I, I write on every day and work on every day. And a 13-inch model of that would be absolutely brilliant. And I think as we were saying before we started the show – you would get one of those straight away. Look, I think uh, I think what they did was test the market with the 15 and go, you know what, this thing's gone really well and they've engineered it into the 13. I think the 13 is, is the perfect size for a laptop and when you think about a, a device that's, you know, as thin and light as that could be um, with the Retina display, it's just, oh, mate, it's very hard to compete with at another level. I just think I prefer to carry around a 13 than a 15. So there'll be some, yeah. some people oh, that regret I, I, it. I quite like the 15. Mm. Uh, I, I do like the extra screen real estate, especially you've got a few windows open but um, I think maybe we should uh, also for the event maybe touch on another another uh, thing that may be announced as well or, or something that they're going to focus on uh, is iBooks uh, yeah. now we know with uh, the Kindle has been a, a, a really popular device especially for readers they've got all this content behind it uh, and also the the Google Nexus another seven inch device also very uh, very uh, accessible, a lot of content, especially in the US, a lot of content you can access on the device too. Hmm. Uh, a 7-inch iPad is sort of, it lends itself to be used more as a reader. So it's, it's that convenient size, almost the size of a book actually. So the fact that they're going to have maybe an iBook announcement I think is fitting given that it, we're likely to see an iPad mini and books I think is going to be a very popular type of content. The people who consume on it. Okay, sum it up. Uh, we think there'll be an iPad Mini. We think it'll be seven, seven to eight inches. Uh, we think that uh, there'll possibly be an iMac refresh, definitely in hardware, but possibly also in design. Uh, Retina display, thirteen inch, and uh, and, a, and a real emphasis on iBooks. I think it's all yeah. very, very uh, close to to what should happen. Uh, I think what is interesting to me is that I'm hopeful frankly that the iPad mini doesn't look like the mock-ups because I'm not confident that it's actually a very attractive device and as I yeah. hold the Samsung Galaxy and I say this again and again as I hold the Samsung Galaxy Tab 7.7 in my hand <laughs> I realize how how amazingly well engineered this device is it's thin it's light it's uh it's a really nice shape and size yeah. if it's if 
the iPad mini is any bigger, fatter, or anything like that than this device, they're, they're not competing level to level. So it's interesting. Yeah, I, I agree there, Trev. I think, though, we should maybe uh, consider the fact that maybe it's going to have more in common with the iPod, the new iPod Touch, than the actual iPad. Mm-hmm. By, and by saying that, I mean it's going to be thin. Like the new iPod, the new iPod uh, Touch, I think it's only 6.5 mil thick. It's, it's really thin. Uh, it's got the, the coloured aluminium uh, rear panel, the anodised aluminium look and feel. Mm. Uh, I think it's probably going to maybe take a little bit, a couple of scoops out of the iPad design and a couple of scoops out of the iPod Touch design and be that in-between product. Yeah, no, I don't I, think it's going to be just a, basically a shrunken down iPad. It, it'll look too much the same. Well, well the it'll, challenge... It, I think it's going to have more in common in terms of shape and design that with the new iPod Touch. Oh, bloody oath, because the challenge is, and we, we haven't addressed this, but we, we probably should uh, certainly next week after we get pricing if the device does become. What's the challenge here is the iPods range in price. Uh, iPod Touch is a quite expensive device, and it's not a big gap to the first iPad. So where do they put a mini iPad in terms of price point? That very is a very good, very good assumption there and, and, and a good talking point because I think you'll notice that the iPod Touch the 64 gigabyte iPod Touch being the most expensive, hmm. I think is $429. That's the 64 gig iPod Touch. So maybe the if the iPad mini is a 16, 32, 64 skew like we've seen before, maybe the 16 gig iPad mini is kind of around the, six, the 64 gig iPod Touch. Yeah, I, I think the uh, 16... Yeah, and you're right. They're going to have to shoehorn uh, something in the middle there. Yeah. Uh, and... Yeah, I'm just in this. I'm just in the Apple Store right now, just to get exactly the pricing of these products. Here. Sixteen gig iPod, iPod Touch is uh, three hundred and twenty nine dollars. For and what then size? That's the thirty two capacity. Sixty four gig is four thirty nine. What about the sixteen? Uh, the sixteen. Well, that that's now the iPod, the fourth generation. That's the old iPod Touch, which is I think two two ninety nine. Ah. That's the fourth gen now for two nineteen and two seventy nine. Yes, that's the fourth generation though. That's got the the smaller screen. You got to remember the iPod Touch fifth generation's got the bigger iPhone five screen. Ah, true. So there is room, I think, there for them to slot in something between uh, the iPad two. Don't forget too. There's iPad two still out there. Mm, that's the thing. Four twenty nine. The iPad Mini, iPod Touch. It's going to be interesting how they're going to price this thing. It's got to be sub three hundred, and I think it needs to be two fifty. Uh, two hundred fifty. No, I doubt it's going to be under three. Well, you saying the iPad Mini is going to be under three hundred bucks? Oh, mate, I think it has to be. No, nah, I doubt. I think my my prediction is okay, three fifty, three ninety nine, around that price. It won't be cheaper than three hundred. If it's if it's cheaper than three hundred, that makes it cheaper than the iPod Touch. That's what I'm saying. That's what makes it's it confusing. Than, but that's cheaper than a, a thirty two gig iPod Touch. I'd be disappointed if it was three hundred and fifty bucks because for four hundred and twenty bucks you can get an iPad full size. Yeah, uh, iPad two though. I Who think cares? The, the iPad, the new iPad, start at what? Mate, everyday people don't care about the the retina display. I'm honest. I'm being honest with you, mate. They just want to use an iPad. Five thirty nine. The new iPad starts at. Mm. So imagine uh, the start. So let's let's just go from iPad pricing. Okay, five thirty nine, six forty nine, seven fifty nine. That's Wi Fi. Uh, six seven nine seven eight nine eight nine nine for three G or four G slash three G. Wi-Fi, hmm. I reckon probably take 200 bucks off each of them, and that'll be your iPad mini price. So we're looking at 339 uh, 449 
559 Wi-Fi, 479 16, uh, 589 32, yeah, 639 uh, yeah, yeah. for that's the 3G slash Wi-Fi as well. Uh, three, 339 does sound reasonably good. And, you know, when you consider what the two blokes have been banging on about with all these other tablet manufacturers, it's a, oh, it's a great place to be. It's going to really put the pressure on the other manufacturers. And this is going to be competitively priced. I don't think there's an argument there. No. Even at 350 I think it's still going to be competitive. All right. We'll have to uh, wait. Imagine what this is going to do pre-Christmas. Mm. And there's talk, too, that the, the production, they're going to ramp it up to higher than they've ever done before, try to get 10 million units out there before Christmas, right. if and when it's announced, of course. But exactly. uh, it's going to be a rush to get these out before Christmas. All right, we'll be there. We'll uh, let people know exactly what's happening on the ground uh, from San Jose. And, uh, well, we'll have to wait and see. Lots more to talk about. We've already taken up a lot of your time with Apple on Two Blokes Talking Tech. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. Well, changing gears completely, in fact, changing operating systems completely, we, uh, we really need to talk about Windows 8. And the day, the launch day is rapidly approaching. Uh, they've nominated Friday, October the 26th. Uh, as the launch date, this is Microsoft has made this announcement. They're, they're not doing things by halves with this announcement. They've actually announced that the launch event for Windows 8 is going to be held at the Horden Pavilion. Mm. So they're not, they're not, it's not a small venue. They're really going to town on this, and so they should. Windows 8, highly anticipated software uh, operating system release. So many companies that are going to support this launch, hence the reason why I think half of the Horden Pavilion will be taken up by companies setting up their new, showing off their yeah, new exactly. Windows 8 products. Uh, many of them uh, we've already seen, like hybrids, laptops, desk, touchscreen desktops, uh, smartphones, the whole bit. So yeah, exciting times if you're a dedicated Windows user, because there's going to be a lot of incentive to stick to that uh, to that operating system and that and that uh, environment, because. The, it'll be obviously available, tablets, smartphones, laptops, and everything will be able to connect to each other. It's going to be very Apple-esque, the way all these things are going to be able to communicate. So uh, what are your thoughts, Trevor? Being a, we're, We both use Windows a fair bit, but you use it too, don't you? Well, look, I, and this is the thing, in my corporate environment, we, we're still using Windows XP. Um, because, you know, corporate <laughs> yeah. environments have not gone well, to Windows 7. They're going to wake up and smell the 21st century, Well, mate. mate, but then you think the jump to Windows 7 was big. Wait till the jump to Windows 8. You know, training in these things is a massive deal in the corporate environment. So, Absolutely. you know, it's 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 actually not been well received at a corporate level from what I'm reading online and what I'm yeah. hearing. There's a lot of work to do. And I think the default installation of Windows 8 in a corporate environment won't be the touch-style interface, the Metro or whatever they're calling it now. It'll yeah. just be the, the normal Windows look. But it's a radically different looking operating system just in terms of look and feel and that takes a lot for people to adjust to. You and I are going to have a bloody field day on the radio taking calls from people going, what the bloody hell's this? Absolutely, yeah. Well, I think though, for say the corporate situation there, I don't think it's going to be something that they're going to change. They're not going to change something that's existing. It'll be in the case of in the future when there's a whole new upgrade required, that's when you'll find that thing incorporated. I remember when I worked at News Limited, we were Windows XP, the company totally ignored Windows Vista and Windows 7 and stuck in there for quite a while. Mm. But don't you feel that obviously for the average consumer who's going to go out and buy a new laptop, they're going to have no choice unless you order it from Dell or someone who'll give you a choice of operating system. Mm. They're going to have no choice but to adopt Windows 8. And apart from the Metro start screen and the tiles and everything on the front, uh, it has been pointed out uh, that it is quite easy then to return to your normal desktop for those who want the same kind of look and feel 
as their existing Windows 7 XP and all those systems that went before. But I've got a question, though. Yeah. Windows 8, the, it, it, I can remember years ago when, when Microsoft put so much effort and promotion and, and it was just a huge hype up for Windows Vista and it turned out to be a bit of a disaster. Yeah. I think Windows now, I suspect that they're really taking measured steps. They're very careful not to overhype this thing. I think they're trying to take the approach of uh, under, under uh, promising and over delivering with Windows 8. But from what I've seen, it's had a lot of support and I've had a look at some of the Windows 8 devices that are coming uh, and some, some really exciting product we can expect. Look, the only thing I'd say is that uh, I saw a graph recently about uh, the kind of hype and the downloads and those kind of things about Windows 7 compared to Windows 8. And Windows 7 got a smacking lot more coverage than Windows 8 is currently getting. So, look, I think this is actually a much more difficult market because you know the samsung apple war in the mobile space really makes it difficult for windows to compete at the desktop level so look next week is the is the is the week we'll find out this and uh we'll bring you all of that information as it happens and you'll be able to read more about windows 8 uh the launch and and the event next week next friday at techguide.com.au And it's all thanks to the good people at Netgear, netgear.com.au. And if you're in the market for anything to do with Wi-Fi, I've got to tell you, Netgear are the people to see. Now, if you've got a home or a small business even that has Wi-Fi black spots, you know, the, the, it's, a, it's a wide footprint home or it's a two-story home and you've got areas or rooms that, that don't have great Wi-Fi, there's very simple technology out there that Netgear has plug-and-play almost that will extend your Wi-Fi network to those areas. And it's really easy to do. There's some great uh, deals coming up to Christmas. So do check out netgear.com.au for all the information about Netgear wireless range extenders. And while you're there, have a think about upgrading your modem router because, my Lord, the uh, the 802.11ac compatible routers, which is the latest, greatest, fastest Wi-Fi uh, standard out, uh, Netgear has three different uh, uh, models in the range, a modem router, a router, and also an NBN-compatible uh, modem router. It's very exciting stuff uh, if, you're, if you're looking to be really at the forefront and future-proof your home or small business. Uh, you can get all of that at netgear.com.au. Two blokes talking tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech. With Trevor Long. We talk so much, we're running out of time, but we'll keep keep uh, smashing along here. Uh, the, we're talking about Microsoft. The Microsoft Surface uh, details and pricing were announced on that uh, just in the last day or so. You know, it's it's kind of interesting because this was one of those things where we all went, hang on a minute, shouldn't you tell us the pricing when you released this product, uh, announced this product a good few months ago that it was? Uh, well, finally, this, this morning, the, uh, the, the, the pricing for what is Microsoft's own built uh, tablet um, was made available. It's going to start at a 32-gig version for $600, the $559 more, more precisely. Um, and if you want it bundled with a touch cover, um, which you might remember we talked about at the time, has the kind of built-in keyboard, uh, touch-based keyboard, 679 And if you want uh, to go up to the 64-gig version, 789 and just separately, I should note, the covers alone are $139 or 149 if you want actual keys. I don't know about you, mate, but I think those prices are a bit over the odds, especially considering 
This is Windows RT, which is basically a skimmed VAC version of Windows. Yeah, I think they're, they're going to have a bit of a challenge there, especially, and we're talking, uh, you know, these are going to be announced uh, and available around the same time as Windows 8. Uh, as we know, there's going to be an iPad mini, possibly an iPad mini in the market as well. So mm-hmm. the, the troops of Apple's, uh, their, their products are marching a, a, a along behind them. Uh, for them to be competitive, I remember when we originally spoke about this back in June when it was unveiled, we were quite excited uh, oh, about absolutely. this and, and the fact that it was quite a bold design and the keyboard built into the cover. But And you're right, no pricing announced. I think that the, these prices, uh, and let's be honest, uh, they're a little bit disappointing. I, I thought they'd be a little bit cheaper myself, especially for someone who wanted – you're entering into a system that is, as you said, a, 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 uh, a light version of Windows 8. Mm. It's like diet Windows 8 that you're getting on this thing. Uh, you know, d- despite how good the design is and how great it looks, that's still a pretty decent price to pay considering you can get the top of the line, nearly the top of the line iPad for the same price. Look, it, it's not a bad price. I'm just <clears throat> concerned that it's not a competitive price. When, when I say competitive, you need, to, you need to be competitive on price in a radical way if you want to hit this tablet market and make a zing. So that's much my concern for Microsoft. I don't doubt that there are Microsoft fan people as much as there are Apple fan people, but the average consumer is going to struggle to uh, to really live and love the, the Microsoft Surface unless it can be affordable um, and, and very easy to use. Yeah. So, so Windows Just quickly, there's some up. details about it. Uh, the, two, the, the two capacities, 32, 64 gig. It's got two gig of RAM. Uh, it's got an NVIDIA T30 CPU, Wi-Fi, Bluetooth 4, uh, two HD cameras, 720p HD cameras with front and rear facing, two microphones, full-size USB 2 port, micro SD, XC card slot, headphone. So they've got that compatibility, that uh, connectivity going on, HD video output. Uh, and it's going to have uh, Microsoft Office Home and Student RT version on board, obviously, as well as access to SkyDrive and things like that, Windows Explorer mm. 10, and they're going to ramp up Bing and give you access to your, your Xbox content too, Xbox Music, Xbox Video, Xbox Games. So they're really tying in that whole ecosystem just as they are with Windows 8. They're throwing in Windows, uh, Xbox and that whole uh, area there, Bing. So, uh, look, it, it's, it's going to be a compelling product. I'm really keen to get my hands on it, uh, but I, I think the pricing could have been slightly better. Yeah. But you never know. These they might be RRP. They might come down. I think Microsoft prices are a bit more rubbery than Apple prices. There may be some deals done in the stores. That's a very bloody good point. Actually, you you can normally drive a good deal on these kind of things. But uh, anyway, if you're in the market for a, for a tablet, then uh, the Microsoft service may be one for you. Uh, check it out at techguide.com.au. Now you, I mean, I would, I'd like to say you had a scoop. I don't know really globally how it was, but uh, I noticed that you had something that I didn't read much uh, elsewhere. Uh, there was an app store outage for uh, for some Apple users, particularly iPhone users, uh, recently that you noticed, mate. Absolutely, yeah. Well, I'll tell you how I noticed it. My, my young daughter Haley, she's twelve, and she's her iPod Touch is never out of her hand. And <laughs> she came up to me and said, "Look, Dad, I can't access the App Store. I don't know what's wrong." And and I said, "Well, look, have you tried to log out, log in, restart?" And she said, "No, I've tried everything. It's not working." And I said, "Okay, let me try on my iPhone. I got the iPhone 5. And it didn't work for me either. I'm thinking there must be something wrong with the App Store. So I've ventured online, and obviously the first place where people are going to complain about something like this would oh, be yeah. Twitter. Yeah. And lo and behold, every second tweet uh, about the App Store or iTunes was the fact that people around the world 
weren't able to access the store. So no, no downloading apps, no updating apps, buying music, whatever. Uh, and it mainly was that I found people couldn't access it on their iPhones and iPods. A lot of people, a lot of my readers too that responded on uh, the techguide.com.au Facebook page were saying that they were fine. They could access it on the iPad and on their Macs. But uh, no, you, you have a troll through, through Twitter, type in App Store down on Twitter and you'll see there's a lot of anxious people uh, wondering what was going on. And, and I, I don't think even till now Apple have made an announcement. It was the, the outage lasted for around 24 hours. I don't think Apple's uh, issued an explanation as far as I know. Well, I mean, you know, it's lovely to pick up on these things and you don't realize the, the effect these things can have because so many people are just always relying on these little downloads and stuff. But anyway, uh, well picked up, mate. And if you want to see more about that, techguide.com.au. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. Now, we all know that water and smartphones are very rarely mixed. In fact, they don't mix. You, you wet a smartphone <laughs> and you can virtually kiss it goodbye. Yes. Uh, but uh, there have been some sort of homespun remedies where I think ones we, we've spoken about before is putting your device in a cup of rice, which mm-hmm. has got some absorbent quality, so it often uh, can draw out the moisture and sometimes the device actually works again. Anyway, there's a new product out uh, by a company called Rescue Tech who have released their product. It's actually a satchel filled with this special compound uh, that's got 700%, it's 700% more effective than those homemade solutions like the cup of rice. Mm. So that they, they call their compound a molecular sieve. And what it does, it extracts the moisture and all the uh, humidity and everything out of it, all the moisture and water, uh, and it draws it out into this compound. But one of the most important parts of this, apart from these this, this compound inside the satchel, is the indicator on the outside of the satchel. It's a silver satchel that tells you when the device is ready to be switched on again because in the past people have assumed, okay, should be okay now and turning it on has actually caused permanent damage. Right. So if uh, this is a sort of product that you could, you need it if your smartphone takes a dunk and it's a surprisingly common thing, it's something you can order overnight from Rescue Tech through their website, overnight delivery, or it's priced at twenty nine ninety five. It could be something that you just buy, kind of like a spare tire in your car. This could be something you have at home in case you maybe dunk your, your phone in the toilet or spill a drink or leave it in the washing. I'm very attached to all of my devices to the point where people say to me, can I have a phone? And I say no, um, <laughs> even though I've got hundreds of the bloody things. I, um, I, I really want to try this. <laughs> Well, I'll Good. be happy to try it. If you want to give me your phone, I'll give it a dunk and we'll, we'll give it a go. One of my readers said this too. Can we, can we, I'm a bit skeptical. I said, mate, if you want to send me your device, I'll give it a soaking and we'll test it. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll have to wait and see what people think. But you're right. I mean, if you're really uh, worried, maybe worth having a thing. Look, in the end, 30 bucks is not a 30 bucks, bad yeah, amount of money price to have to pay if it works. lying around in case the kids throw their phone in the pool or whatever. And at least it's a try. It, I don't think there's a guarantee, is there? But certainly it's no, worth a try. No, but they're confident. They back their product rescue tech and the the site's rescue tech that's it's rescue uh, r-e-s-c-u-e and tech t-e-c dot com thought you're gonna sing r-e-s-b-e-c-t <laughs> <laughs> no no we might leave that for another time might do that one night in san jose we'll, we'll see how we go there yeah, we'll, we'll play music next week on the show uh you're gonna sing do you know your way to san jose I was, I was hoping to in next week's episode, oh, absolutely. Okay. Oh, I look forward to that. It's, it is at a theatre, so maybe that's worthwhile. Maybe we get up on stage after Tim Cook and we'll just sing, do you know, I don't know the words, anyway. Hey, the blokes the blokes will be there in force. They might let us on stage, you never know. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech.
And uh, just quickly, before we do your wonderfully well-awaited minute reviews, um, voice control is something that we've talked about a lot this year. It's probably the sleeper of, uh, of the things that we didn't really think would be overwhelming this year, but it has bloody hit every single device. TomTom uh, Tom have announced a couple of products uh, at, a, at a very low price point, 179 199 from memory, kind of four-inch and five-inch versions of their basic models with voice control. And I know it sounds you know simple because there's a lot of devices that have voice control, but at that price point, I actually think that's what's impressive here, that you can now buy a, a TomTom, a sat-nav unit for 179 and it sits on the dash and you don't have to touch it you can literally talk to the thing i reckon that's a pretty darn good advancement for the public absolutely and great value too the pricing is is pretty good 179199 for the via 260 and via 280 but you got to remember though these are products we use in the car now as we know driver distraction is a real issue you know with our smartphones typing gps addresses while we're driving like you just don't know the whether you could be a person on the street that it's some driver who's distracted by GPS ends up running you over, uh, it's a real worry. Uh, so I think a product like this is long overdue and being able to talk to the product, keep both hands on the wheel, enter your address just by talking to it. It's also got Bluetooth, so it's also a hands-free car kit for your smartphone too, I think we should add there, mm. so that it, you also don't need to touch your mobile, your smartphone either. So anything that can keep the driver's eyes on the road Hands on the wheel, good on TomTom for releasing this type of product because, let's face it, it could potential lifesaver, a driver not being distracted, just being able to talk to their product. That's it, and you can read more about them at techguide.com.au. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. Right now, mate, your minute reviews, and firstly from a company that does basically, I mean, let's not kid ourselves, they do affordable technology. Um, it's not a well-known brand, but it's a brand that does have a stack of products out there. It's a, it's a, another GPS system, but uh, with a difference. Well, yes, that's right. Start the clock. Laser is the company we're talking about, and they've released a new Navigator fitness range. There's two sports watches with GPS built in, the S10 and the S20, and does all the things you expect from a stopwatch, but it can also, because it's got GPS, can record things like elevation, speed, distance, trip logs, uh, and can even monitor the calories burned. Uh, And it can also, the S10 also has a directional compass, so you can store waypoints, uh, so you can determine your predetermined route, you can follow one, and then also find your way back. Mm. Uh, Moving along, they've also got GPS in their bike computer. Now, this is uh, a a handy product to have, takes your your bike ride to the next level with your onboard GPS, comes with a USB docking cradle, so you can actually map your run, or sorry, your ride on Google Maps. Uh, it's priced at one twenty nine ninety five. The watches, by the way, are one seventy nine ninety five. And finally, the heart rate monitor watch. This doesn't have GPS, but it c- comes with a free wireless monitor, so you can wear the heart rate monitor while you're running, take your pulse, uh, measure your heart rate while you're training. It's only uh, sixty nine ninety five, and all the laser products are available from Big W and Harvey Norman. And you can read more about it at TechGuide.com.au. And we'll wrap it up with something close to my heart, a nice little device that'll help people listen to SBS Chill or SBS Pop Asia or in beautiful crystal clear quality on the go. 
And what Trevor's talking about is digital radio. And portable digital radio is the fastest growing segment of the digital market, I'll have you know. And Pure's Move 2500 is an updated version of their previous model. Uh, it looks like a, sh- like a smaller uh, classic iPod. It's got the same kind of rotary control. Three, uh, two-line display, which has also got information at the top for time and, and, uh, and the battery condition and your signal strength. Uh, smaller than a deck of cards. It's also got noise isolation uh, earphones as well. Uh, it's got a slightly different look too. It's got a silver uh, front and a, and a shiny silver rear panel. USB port for charging. Uh, it's priced at $199. Great for anyone who wants to take their digital, favorite digital radio stations with them anywhere while they're exercising, running, wherever they want. If they're as far, uh, that your favorite radio stations are right in your pocket with a pure move 2500. Uh, that's Two Blokes Talking Team, episode 86. You can read all about all those great products at techguide.com.au. You can listen to my weekly podcast at yourtechlife.com. Stephen has his own as well at techguide.com.au. We'll join you next week live from San Jose uh, where Apple are announcing something, something we don't know what, but likely an iPad mini. Thanks for the chat, mate. We'll talk again next week. No worries, and we'll see you in San Jose. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick.